welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 143, It Takes You Away. My name is John and joining me as he does every week is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, I was going to try and learn how to say your name backwards, but I failed at that. How well, are you? Yeah, Noslin. It's easy. Oh, geez, come on. <laughs> I've been doing it for years since I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. How I'm are good. you? Good. I am. I am uh, feeling a lot better than I have the past few weeks with uh, all the allergy stuff and fought some histamine issues last week, but uh, those have passed. So all is well in that department. How, my friend, are you? <laughs> I'm gonna underhand softball that to me. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I am now engaged to uh, my girlfriend, Lauren Bancroft. Um, oop, are you there? I am. I yeah. said hooray. You, you, it said hooray, and you went away. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I went, oh, no. The antizone already. <laughs> oh, no. He's already in there. Um, yeah, we got, we got engaged on Saturday morning. Uh, very, very cute. Uh, she proposed to me. It was adorable. Um, Love it. And I am very excited. I call. I was like, I have to call Taylor, and she's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> so we made a bunch of phone calls after I said I will. Yeah, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. I'm over the moon for both of you guys. So Thank amazingly you. happy. Me too. Um, I have noticed that you guys are using the the Pingcroft uh, hashtag. Yes, Pingcroft. I I, I think um, I think you guys are missing out on an opportunity by using Bangle. Somebody else said they like okay. Bangle better. All right. But uh, <sighs> Pincroft is, I like. But Bangle was a second runner-up. I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll see. But... <laughs> it's it's definitely more unique, which will filter things better. So yes. there you go. Oh, absolutely. I didn't even think about that. Um, I, I have a ring that was given to me, but it, it needs to be resized just a little bit. Yeah, uh, as I put it on. And I went. I'm getting a little paranoid. We should probably get this resized. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, very exciting times. That's literally all. All we are right now is engaged. We we haven't really talked about when or where or how. Oh, there's plenty of time for that. There is definitely plenty of time for that. But yeah, very <laughs> a very good weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, which was uh, also highlighted by. An amazing episode of Doctor Who. Boy, oh boy. Uh, I mean, we will get into it, but I mean, before we do that, we've got some Who news. We do indeed this Friday. So if you are listening to this before the 7th of December, um, Jodie Whittaker will be on uh, the popular children's uh, show Bedtime Stories, which is shown on the CBBC uh, every evening at 6.50 UK time. Um, so for us in America, obviously we don't get that. Hopefully they will share that or somebody will be able to kind of uh, um, share that in one way or another. Um, many Doctor Who uh, actors have done it in the past. Um, multiple different doctors have. I know Pearl Mackey's done it, amongst others. So to have Jody on here, I'm sure, is going to be uh, great fun for the kiddies. Absolutely, that is uh, that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, very cute. Um, 
So the Radio Times has an article, um, and, and it, I didn't actually come across it via the Radio Times. I came across it uh, uh, via, what was it, the AV Club, which is like one of the Iron Eye yeah. Gizmodo properties. Yes. Love, love AV Club. Oh, yeah. No, they've got, they've got great stuff on there. Um, but I realized that they were referencing a Radio Times article. I'm like, well, let's just go to the source. Um, all about the bizarre world of unofficial Doctor Who spinoffs. All the unlicensed stuff that kind of filled the wilderness years uh, of oh, the I, I looked at 90s this. and early 2000s. I looked at this independent of you putting it into the show notes. Oh, nice. Yeah. It is, it, it's some really bizarre stuff. It's a very lengthy article. It's very worth checking it out and putting up with um, all the banner ads and crap that the Radio Times has all over it. <laughs> yeah, it's Sorry, very... It makes my fan run. It's very interesting. It It is wildly interesting. There's lots of videos linked uh, within it and everything. So if you want to see some really, really strange... Uh, uh, Doctor Who-ish uh, content if you've never seen it before um, by all means check it out or if you haven't seen this kind of stuff in many many years it's a great revisit yeah um, yeah. I didn't even make it all the way through the article before uh, we started recording and I'm like okay I'm just I'm gonna come back <laughs> to this tomorrow yeah watch some of this stuff and uh, lastly this week um Tom Baker's last season, season 18, is next on the uh, conveyor belt for Blu-ray treatment. Nice. So we will be getting that. So we'll have Tom Baker's first season, Tom Baker's last season, Peter Davison's first season. Um, and why do I feel like we got a third Doctor season in there uh, somewhere with probably uh, Blu-ray? I don't remember now all of a sudden, but that's okay. So this, this is going to be great. It's also going to have... Like what makes it tempting for me, it's got rare behind the scenes footage from Leisure Hive, Full Circle, and Legopolis. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. Very so cool. I'm like, ooh, that that can make it very, very worth it. I love behind the scenes stuff as it is, but behind the scenes on Classic Who I'm always for. Absolutely. And amazingly enough, that's actually all the news we have. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Um, no. Once again, just we will we will say you're welcome for when the next block of Gallifrey One um, guests are announced. Can I can I just say that shortly after uh, filling out show notes today mm-hmm. and rewatching the episode during lunch, I happened to pop onto Facebook and right there at the top was like, oh, here's Gallifrey One just posted something. I'm like, perfect timing and it was like oh the attendee search is down right now hang on we'll let you know when it's back up I'm like oh well that's that's not what i thought that was womp womp yeah oh, pretty well. much <laughs> oh well so let's uh let's talk about it takes you away starring jody whitaker as the doctor Mandeep Gill as Yaz, Tossin Cole as Ryan, Bradley Walsh as Graham, Eleanor Walwork as Hannah spelt well, we'll get to that. Uh, we will. I saw what you did. That was smart. Thank you. Kevin Eldon as Ribbons and Christian Rubik as Eric. It was written by Ed Heim and directed by Jamie Childs. And it first aired December 2nd, 2018 and is the ninth story of season 11. And we've the got penultimate. some story notes. Yes, the penultimate. 
We do. We have just a few story notes, and I was checking again just before recording to see if they've added anything else of amazing substance um, other than the plot. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So the doctor in this episode claims to have had seven grandmothers, including Granny 5. Granny 5 told her about the solid tract and claimed that Granny 2 is a secret agent for the Zygons. I really hope that that is a future story in the making. Oh, it'll pop up somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> Even if it pops up on Big Finish, I'm yes. okay with that. Oh, it'll happen. It'll <laughs> definitely happen. Um, I think this next point could be debated a little bit, but I share it yep. anyway. This is a rare example of a story where there's no real enemy. The Solid Tract proved simply to be a lonely and missing the universe and never meant anyone any harm. I mean, if you really want to dig ribbons. Yeah. And if you want to dig even further, the the flesh moths. Oh my gosh. Well, let's, we'll, we'll get talk to about it. We'll moths. get to my it. My heavens. Um, and as I understand, this is the first time a blind actor has appeared on Doctor Who. Very much so. Um, and I'm very excited by the fact that our Norwegians are played by actual Norwegians. Yeah, that's some good stuff. I, I know that, you know, production teams feel um, it's very important to, you know, when it comes to like uh, actors of color particular uh races particular mm-hmm. um uh preferences you know lgbt types um and everything in between there um but i'm also happy that they have norwegians playing norwegians you Absolutely. know rather than oh here's a british person and they're affecting a nordic-esque accent so good job guys yeah All right, Taylor, got a world-famous synopsis for us, so let's hear it. I do, and this this might have been the most difficult time I've had trying to synopsize an episode. Mm. But somewhere amongst the fjords of Norway, lonely, pining, it calls out. It desires, it mourns. It reaches out. And I'm not even talking about the human characters in this story. No, an entire universe wants companionship to be part of everything else. And so unfolds the most bizarre, beautiful, and poignant Doctor Who in quite some time. Oh, boy. Um, man, uh, I mean, I'll hot take it right now. This is probably Do one it. of the best episodes we've seen in a very long time. Um, I'm, I'm going to hot take it, too. I think this is, obviously, barring the last two episodes of the season... Um, I think this is my favorite story of the season. I, I, and you would get no argument from me. I think, I think it might have bumped. I think this might be my favorite one of the se- of the season too. Um, man, I, I was not expecting it, but but no, it really, just blew me out of the water. It's so weird because I feel like after <laughs> this is going to sound so weird. I feel like after um, Saranga and um, Arachnids mm-hmm. uh, reverse that order, obviously. Um, I think we're waiting to be heard again. <laughs> yeah, it does, it's like every week I'm like, oh, these all these episodes were good, but something's got to give, right? And they've been very good so far. I think the only thing that uh, the common denominator is Chibnall did not write any of these, so that's why I'm a True. little worried <clears throat> about our finale. But we'll get to the. We'll talk about. We'll that little that. teaser, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, yeah, man, this was just a solid story through and through. Um, it got you in the feels oh, a couple boy. of times. Did this is, I think, the first time I cried this season. Um, 
because they, you know, they built it up. And we, oh, yeah. We got to it. Yeah. I, I, I personally, I mean, the, the fact, I, again, uh, you know, kind of like Kerblam, but better, um, we get like misdirect after misdirect. Yes. Um, and I'm, you know, at every commercial break, I'm like, what is going on in this episode? I'm trying to make sense of it all. And it just gets weirder and weirder. And when it finally all kind of plays out, I was like, holy smokes. Yeah. You know, and then add on top of that, you know, the emotional impact uh, of of the story um, and just everything else. I literally, it took me forever to fall asleep last night because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah, and that's definitely the mark of a of a very good episode. I yeah, I uh, man, yeah, that episode. Well, I'll tell you right now when we got the little twist where oh well maybe it's a trap. I went. They lied to us. So this is going to be a two parter. Oh, that would have been interesting because yeah, a lot of times. I mean, even if it's not a two parter, the end of a penultimate episode kind of leads into a finale, and yeah. it totally did not. No, not at all. But. Uh, man, I was legit frightened throughout this entire story. It was very tense. Um, it was, it was just very, very well done. Um, I will say the, the monster misdirect, I loved it and it was a very Mm -hmm. like, oh no moment. Um, right. And, and even, even with the trailers and even with like the synopsis of the episode, um, it was just like, oh, it's a monster. Okay. So it's going to be a monster. It's going to be some sort of misunderstood monster in the Norwegian forest pining for the fjords. Um, and, nope. and it wasn't any of that. <laughs> no, it wasn't any of that. It, the moment that Ryan found that speaker, I'm like, no, no, you're yeah. kidding me. No. Oh, yeah. That was, and it was I, like, oh, it's so much deeper. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say it did feel a little, that moment felt a little bit like the woods where the monster wasn't real to keep the people frightened. But oh oh right yeah, yeah okay I mean whatever I you know if, it's okay if the critical part of me is coming back I'm like I don't care whatever that's yeah. just a thing I noticed like oh that thing's like this thing um but it was just like because when he grabbed that little wire I'm like why <laughs> when he grabbed it I'm like why is he grabbing that it's gonna open the door and the monster's gonna come in <laughs> <laughs> right. And then he uh, found out that it wasn't a monster, but some really nice speakers. Uh, I, I don't even think we really think it was a very nice speaker. It's not one that I'd leave outside for a long period of time, given Norwegian climate. I know, right? That's that's another thing. Wouldn't that thing have shorted out or like gotten crackly? Or I'm sure there's yeah. more than one speaker, though. I, I would hope so, given the way that that monster sound. I don't think that that speaker's output is quite strong enough to. I mean, but that that's me being nitpicky, right? right. That's, that's me just going, well, that speaker couldn't do that much noise, <laughs> could it? Has it got a subwoofer buried somewhere? Oh man, um, yeah. I mean, just the if you want to tu- if you want to touch on any more structure story notes, that would be. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I love that the episode starts and it's we're like straight into the story. It's it's not oh the TARDIS is landing they're talking yep. about something else it. you know it literally is boom they're there let's go absolutely um, it, Edheim's writing just rocks all the way throughout it gives enough to you know tease at certain things it gives enough to misdirect and it mm-hmm. doesn't give too much yeah absolutely I was very impressed by his writing um, and and of course the answer is right there I mean I mean Hannah says that you know mom's dad. Mom's dead, not Mama's dad. That's a totally different episode. (laughs) 
Uh, you should have heard me reading Harry Potter to the kids tonight. I was flubbing so much. <laughs> I, I apologize for anyone listening because I'm going to stuff up some lines here. Um, but mom's dead. Dad misses her. Yeah. There's the answer oh, yeah. right there. It, it, it's it's telegraphed right there. And, and we just go, okay, yeah, we're gathering information. It's not, you know, um, I love that the concept of the antizone and the solid track is, is introduced as if it's just something that's always been there and totally normal. And I'm completely okay with that. Yeah. The explanation of the solid track was, it was just, it was kind of like, huh? And then the doctor says, it's like the, the kid who has the chicken pox who yes, can't hang out her chicken pox. And it's like, Oh, that's perfect. That yeah. makes total sense. Like just sum it yeah. up. Understand. I got it. Perfect. Yeah. And, and it, and it doesn't necessarily negate, anything about the doctor who universe that we've learned up to this point, other than the fact that no one's bothered mentioning it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And it, and it works and that's fine. Yeah. That's to- totally, totally fine. Um, do you have any other, any other structure story notes before we move on to, uh, um, once again, great. Music? Just, you know, I just, I just remember getting to the part where, um, you know, they're, they're in the, uh, the solid tract plane as they call it. And, and, you know, I, I remember the, the first time, you know, watching it last night when uh, Trina and Grace are both there and I'm like, okay, you know, my mind is just reaching for anything. I'm like, is this heaven? Yeah. Is this, right. Is this like, um, 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 the afterlife that, you know, Missy kind of created there. Mm-hmm. Like, what somebody got a hold of it. Really was this... like, yeah, I don't, I don't get this. I'm like, they, <clears throat> they can't be there but they're there. Yes. So what, you know, like and the other, I was just, I was like half a step behind the rest of the story. The other, they figured it out. The other thing that's maddening about that is they say to them, you can't be here. You can't be real. And they're like, yeah, we know, but we're here. It's just like, even they're confused or they're making right. us think they're confused, which is Trixie hobbits. Indeed, it is Trixie Hobbits. But yeah, Very that true. that was also another. I mean, besides being pretty suspense, uh, suspenseful, it was also um, pretty maddening. It, like, it just was trying to figure out what is going on. I love, I love a good puzzle. I love a good um, story that that it, it engages me when it's got me guessing what yeah. the heck is going on. Um, and so for this story to do that, it just, it just boosted that love of this episode that much more for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, music, I mean, obviously suspenseful. It was very well done. I, I don't really have a lot of notes on music. Um, I've got a few, um, there's a lot, there were a lot of like, um, I don't know how to describe how the, what this type of music is called, but it almost sounds like it's it's going through. I mean, obviously, it's kind of like an old eighties kind of horror kind of suspense music, mm-hmm. where it almost sounds like it's skipping. Oh yes, um, but it's you know it's a complete song, and it's just like um, I don't even know how to describe it. And there's someone that... no, they, it, there's there's like a like a, a percussive tempo, yeah going to it it's 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 almost kind of like the music is um the heartbeat yes there you go it's supposed to be your heartbeat basically because you're building that tension yeah um Um, can i just be completely honest watching it last night as it first aired i got to the end and i was so caught up in the story i'm like 
I didn't notice any of the music. Yeah, you know, I usually don't notice the music the first time around unless it's like really overbearing. Yeah. Um I usually wait for my uh like usually I'll sprinkle in some notes here and there, but music I wait for the second uh viewing where I usually have headphones on, but likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the music along with the story, I love how the music also sets up kind of that horror aspect first. Oh, you absolutely. Know, like when they are first walking up to the house and it, the, Jamie Childs, you are a flipping God. I cannot wait for you to be at Cali next year. Cause I'm going to have questions for you. Yeah, man. Just that first shot when they're coming up to the house and you come across the swing set. I mean, yeah. how, whether you think of it as iconic or a trope um, coming across like that swing set, it's moving just the teensiest bit. Yeah. For some reason in horror swing sets are scary. I mean, let's just go right into the look into the feel and talk more about the directing. Okay. Because... And I'll sprinkle in some music. Cause Oh, as you, we go, then. do you have, do you have a, Oh, you do. Oh my goodness. Okay. I do. Right. We share a word, uh, a word document for those that don't, that do not know. So yeah. we, we can see everything. Um, uh, anyway. Um, so, you know, man, he does such a good job. I'd also say like another thing that I think pairs well with these two is the pacing was very good. Nothing felt like it was out of place or not needed. Mm-hmm. Everything felt very needed. It was a very tight. What was it? 45 minutes. Uh, I didn't whole... say I, I had to watch it with commercials. So an hour and 10, mm, but okay. you know, um, uh, the shadow play in this house is yes. amazing. So good. It's, it's so, it was just so good. I loved it. Um, you know, close ups like crazy, mm-hmm. very much, you know, in the, in the genre of horror, suspenseful movies. Totally. Um, I mean, another thing with the music, the pulling of the music is also yes. good to use for suspense. Also, man, just uh, just all around great stuff again. There was one moment that I went, yeah, that was awesome, was when you see the – and when I every time I wrote the phrase down, I went, the writing on the wall. Oh, uh-huh. And it, they pull focus to the doctor, and yeah. I went, yeah. And then, like, yeah. to the doctor, and then – to Eric realizing, oh, I'm a I'm a big dummy. Yes, uh, yes. At the end, I loved that that pulled focus. They yes, did. that was fantastic. It was a great little scene there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have on on the directing for for right now. Um, yeah, no, most of my stuff is a lot more on just the effects and the look. Um, but I would I would go so far as to say I would go so far as to say that Jamie Childs is season 11's Rachel Talalay. Okay, just because her directing style is is very um, definitive. Like you look yes. at something and you know that's her work. And I have to admit, it's really strange being friends with more and more and more Doctor Who people on Facebook. I mean, like fans, not mm-hmm. actual like actors or anything. I'm right. not that lucky. <laughs> but some of them are friends with people like Rachel Talalay. So now Facebook is suge- suggesting her as a friend, and I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> that's this funny. is like. That shouldn't be allowed, is it? <laughs> but yes, it was. It was kind of very funny. First time I'm scrolling through and it's like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the the Rachel Tell of season 11. Yeah, I, I do not disagree. 
I just, you know, there's, there's, you look at a Jamie Childs episode and, and we've seen enough of them now. We've seen three out of his four. Um, and he has a very distinctive style. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a, and it's a terrific style. Oh yeah. Let's, um, you put a note in one of my notes and, um, even, oh, yes. even more brilliant. Um, so I put for costume design the backwards clothing and the hair parted on the opposite side. Yep. And you uh, put in a little little note there that says they just flipped the film image. Yep. Which is it, crazy. I know. You would you would think with with all the stuff that they've created for this season, that the level of detail that these guys go to, you would think that they would have printed up a backwards Slayer shirt. Oh yeah. You know, um, in fact, I, I just want to say right now, I, I expect somebody to start printing shirts backward. Um, and, and because this is now officially, I think, the most easiest. Oh, yeah. Uh, cosplay to pull off. I expect to see some solid tracked plane uh, uh, cosplayers yeah. at Galley and at other cons uh, in 2019. I fully expect that. Please make that happen, because I think that would be brilliant. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Because you would really have to know this episode to get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, um, um, yeah, I, I saw this morning um, that some of the, the effects people on, on Twitter were like, yeah, we, we you know thought we were going to have to do all this work, and they just said, oh, no, we're just going to flip the, the film image. And I was like, that's genius. That's so, that's just so funny. Yeah. Like, oh no, how are we going to do, oh, just, just flip it. I think that should be fine. If we just flip it. Oh, that, yeah, that sounds good. Yep. (laughs) I have to say though, when the doctor first enters the living room in, in our, in our mirror universe. Yes. I, watching it this afternoon with headphones in, I, heard it and then i had to stop it and back it up and listen to it a couple more times because um right as she's opening the door and you can kind of hear like the cooking going on in the kitchen there if you listen closely there's a little bit of reverse sound oh great you can literally it's i mean it obviously it's not back masking or anything it's not like paul is dead or anything but right um but you can hear this you know this, and I'm like, wait, I'm like, what is that a reverse of? And I was trying to figure it out because I thought maybe, like, as he's like flipping pancakes or whatever, like they reversed that sound every single time, and they didn't. It was just that, just the, as she's coming through the door, there's just like one, two, and that's it. It's just like a little audio clue. That's so strange. Oh yeah, it was wild. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. This episode, just so full of little things and also mm-hmm. much more bigger things um let's um let's get into some visual effects here oh because where do we start goodness gracious um great balls of fire uh this yeah. was some good stuff I, I, and I, I this is more of a visual or no i'm sorry a, a sound effect when uh when they're going through the mirror and it activates i mean like the sound the mirror makes when it activates it's yes, like a like a high pitched, yeah, almost like a a slowed down, um, uh, taking a sword, kind of like, but out of its out of its scabbard, yeah, kind of like that. It was, um, yeah, it was very cool. I really really That's liked an it. Way to describe it, I like that. Like it was slowed down, maybe, and probably, mm-hmm. it, I mean, 
who knows, probably reversed <laughs> at this point. I, you know, it's funny when you get sounds reversed, it can be pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this one necessarily was slowed down, but, but I, I would agree that, um, or I, I'm not sure if it was reversed, but I can agree that if it was something like that, yeah, I was slowed down, but it, um, it just, you know, it's like turning on something just kind of a high pitched and, and whiny. Um, but let's talk more about it. Cause just the whole sound design. Oh yeah. Um, and, and the effects with just the whole going into and through the mirror portal. Yeah. Um, God, man, the, the guys at Double Negative are doing just an amazing job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With these effects. And when we see it from the inside, as the doctor kind of pokes her head through that first time and, you know, comes back with the head wonk yes. and all that. Oh, uh, that just, yeah, very good stuff. So good. Yeah, it was just, um, yeah, man, it was, it was pretty, <laughs> like, it almost looked like she was going through, like, amber, kind yes. of. Um, yeah. And then they did a good job with the preview from last week being like, oh no. Like when they, they put in Ribbon's voice when she went through Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh no, she's going to get stuck there and this thing's going to eat her. But that didn't really actually happen. But yeah. And, and I, I feel like they, they do a little bit of a trick in the, the trailer for the season finale, but we'll talk about it at the end. Oh yeah, we will. We will talk about that. But, um, yeah, the first time they go through into um what are we calling that the ant the anti the anti zone it is the anti zone okay oh there it is i have it anti zoned i see um i love the uh let's talk about ribbons not the character i guess we can talk about just the look of him yeah i thought that was a good character design it was it was neat um i I, this is going to bleed over a little bit into set design, but I, there was something about him and the anti-zone. Um, like, especially when, when we first kind of meet him and, and, and enter the area that felt very kind of Star Trek, the next generation to me. And I, I, I can't quite put my finger on why. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if you've watched much Star Trek, the next generation, um, but maybe it was just kind of the quality of the, um, of the set and the lighting, um, his makeup, obviously character wise, the fact that, um, everything is like a currency to him, obviously reminds yes. me a lot of the Ferengi and stuff. So that there's yeah. that. Um, and I've, and I've heard some people make some almost Babylon five references. Um, but for me, it kind of just gave me this star Trek, the next generation vibe. I don't know if anybody else felt that. I mean, I could see that. For sure. I mean, even even the his surroundings kind of looked mm-hmm. a little Star Trekian, uh, of a sort. Yeah. yeah, you know, beam down onto some planet where people live in caves. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I might be stretching here. Um. Yeah. I mean, we might as well just talk about the anti zone because we're here. Okay. So, I mean, the, we have the the lanterns, which looked. Oh, those are so weird. Very, very cool. Yeah, and also very weird. Um, the flesh They're moths. They're like red light flesh balloons or something. Yes, and I guess that's why the flesh moths were attracted to it. Oh, God. I just, man, just, yeah, this whole thing, it's 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 like, there's like some sort of like Guillermo del Toro influence on this when you've got oh absolutely stuff like this you know i mean i expected to almost see some pan's labyrinth type monsters (laughs) 
uh, in here. I mean, but really the flesh moths were like, okay, you had me creeped out at moth. Now it's a giant moth. Yes. And it's going to eat all your flesh. Yeah. And then pop out of your eye socket. Yeah. I missed that the first time around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that really that that pushes it just a little bit into that really kind of like um upside down stranger things kind of territory yeah it's just oh uh, yeah it was it was there was a creep factor there that was very strong oh definitely definitely um <clears throat> i mean just the look of the anti-zone i mean uh it i mean i guess when what do you think of it when you think of an anti-zone no there it is yeah just a rock place with purple and blue and red lighting where there is lighting at all, yeah. yes, uh, and then flesh um, balloons. It was it was pretty creepy. It was. I'd it play was laser tag creepy, there, though, and it's so well done. I would play laser tag there, though, for sure. Uh, that you know what? Yeah. Once all of it, once all this is over, yeah, fill it with some black lights and some light. Oh wait, no, it got destroyed. Damn. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, that, well. that would make a pretty rad laser tag. Yes, it would place um <laughs> yes it would uh let's talk about Still hannah's house her. just the state yeah. of, state of this house that he brings his daughter to um uh well no admittedly didn't have all the boards on it when they first showed up so i'm sure it looked a little nicer yes yeah definitely but uh it's it's rustic it's off grid it's like something from one of those you know life in alaska shows yeah basically I love that the I love that the rest of the house looked like garbage, but his room looked like great. <laughs> yeah, he's he's clearly being uh, you know a little selfish. Yes. Uh, oh well, yeah, definitely. In in all of this, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's obviously a greater reasoning for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the house obviously is a bit disheveled. You know, you go away for four days and and. Trust me, <laughs> I look around my house, and after four days, I'm like, God, <laughs> but yep. I've got kids, so yes, you do, and they are running around making your house look like this house, I guess. Uh, Probably not. Sort of. Sort of, kinda. Sort of, kinda. Um, <laughs> like we said earlier, I love the way the light came through in this house. It was just yeah. such a great set piece, man. Ugh, it was so. It was. It was. Frightening again. Um, the woods looked awesome, but they also were frightening. Did I say that I mentioned things were frightening in this? Are are, are you frightened? Because I'm I'm really frightened. Right now. <laughs> um, I love yeah. when the doctor says she's frightened and she grins while yes. saying it. Uh, that's that's my doctor. Yes, we will. We'll, we will. I know. I know. I know. So as the as the woods in. Um, our realm and this house look very dark and damp. Hey, man, everything in Mirrorland is uh, bright and shiny. I know, and it, that was that was another great just um, visual choice to yeah. separate our worlds, so yes. we knew which one we were in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, everything's bright and shiny and perfect here. Nobody leave. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, that's you boil it down. Oh, yeah. They knew what they were doing, or it knew what it was doing. Something like that, yeah. Uh, let's get to some character uh, talk here. And I just have a note that is, every character felt like they got their own time, and this was just so fantastic. It really was. Yeah. 
Yeah, we did. We 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 got um kind of everybody got a little something out of this. Um and in some cases, you know, we we got some some interaction arc kind of moving forward, you know, obviously Graham and Ryan. Yeah. Um I mean, I think outside of like um what I'll, what will I say our our, our Norwegian team as opposed yes. to our TARDIS team? Yes. Um, I mean, obviously I think, I think, um, emotionally, I mean, the, the greatest impact is on Graham. Oh, um, absolutely. and he continues, Bradley Walsh continues to be just this amazing actor, this amazing surprise. You know, I feel like we've said many times, well, we weren't really sure what we were going to get with an older fella as yeah. a companion on the TARDIS. Um, but I flip and love it. Yeah. And, and showed I, us. God love this man. Oh, he's amazing. <clears throat> Um, I, I, I love that we get a callback to leaving the bar in Rosa and him going, well, I'm hungry. What are we going to do? And now he's bringing a sandwich. <laughs> everywhere. Yes. Character I would, I, development. Yes. And the only thing I would suggest is put that bat sandwich in a Ziploc. Good Lord. I hope you are not just keeping that in your jacket. Cause that is going to be a stinky, stinky jacket. Yeah. Oh boy. That's gross. Absolutely. Um, I mean, he yeah. still got some great lines. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just a lot of rough stuff with Graham for sure. Oh man. Did, just right in the fields. Did you think he was going to stay? No, honestly, I didn't. There was one point I, I, where I went, he's going to stay and this is going to be real bad. <laughs> I totally got the temptation. Oh, of course. I got the desire. I understood that from, yeah. from his perspective and from Eric's perspective with, out a doubt. Um, but when, uh, what do we want to call her? Fake grace. Uh, your um, fake grace, mirror grace, whatever. Mirror grace. Yeah, that works. Um, see, it's Star Trek, man. It's mirror, mirror. That's totally that episode. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Um, but, 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 but when she's like, Oh, he'll be fine. And I, I instantly was like, Mm-mm, Nope. Yeah. Nope, as soon nope, as she nope, said that, that I was like, last. what? That is not going to last. Yeah. Like, even before Graham said it, I'm like, Grace would not say that. Oh, yeah. No way. Absolutely not. Um, But, yeah. I just... Oh. And he just... I mean, God, it just... I mean, like, it pains me to think about it. Even now, you know, they get back through, and there's just that scene, and he's there, and he's he's just hanging his head. And I'm just... I'm, I want to give the guy a hug. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was... <sighs> I mean, it was, I don't even know how to describe it. It was, besides it being rough. um, And then, I mean, he gets, um, you know, he gets what he's been looking for, for a while, Mm -hmm. which is, um, he gets the granddad. He gets the granddad, which is just like, yeah, I was just, yeah, that got me real bad. Yeah. I thought he was going to fist bump him. (laughs) <laughs> right one of the two i mean i'm fine we got this this is great um yeah. but yeah I, I thought he was gonna fist bump him too i thought we were just gonna go for broke <laughs> who knows maybe in the next episode maybe hopefully um <laughs> yeah ryan had a lot of good stuff i mean i'm not good with kids to basically having a great hero moment when protecting hannah yeah and saying, like, you go, I'll distract these things that eat flesh so you can get away. Which yeah, was, pretty much. Which was great. 
it was just like, oh man, that that's that's awesome. And then like for him to get that hug from her at the end after her basically hating him, yeah, was good stuff because she recognized that he was just trying to protect her. Exactly. Was... Exactly. And and the only thing I'll add to that is that when Ryan and Yaz go into the shed. And he gets that jump scare with oh, those birds. That was yes, hilarious. The birds. Yeah, she love loves that. to just give him crap endlessly. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Um, Yaz, I mean, she had a great speech with um, the mirror grace. Yes. I thought that was great. but And then, you know, it sends her completely through that mirror. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. But, I mean, she had a great little speech. I thought she was... She was great. Her and her and Ryan always have really good banter back and forth. They um, do. And she totally gets, you know, she she gets her her powers of detection on. Yes. And I love that we get to see that. Yeah. A lot more, which is great. Um and I mean, reverse the polarity. Yeah. I mean, we get I lost my mind. A non-doctor character saying that. Um, yes. I love it. I uh, love that the doctor's reaction is Yasmin Khan. You speak my language. Yes, that was that was brilliant. Great. And Absolutely I would just great. like to throw out the absolutely bonkers idea of of Yaz meeting the third doctor someday. <laughs> I just want to see that. I don't know why, but I want to see that. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yes, wouldn't it? All right, so we got Yaz, we got Graham, we got Ryan. Let's talk about the Doctor a little yes. bit here. Yes. Um, Please, because I am so happy with her performance this episode. Oh, yeah, this was um, this was fantastic. Like um, my last, the soil tasting? Yes, the soil tasting was great. That was hilarious. Um, because I feel like we've seen Doctors before taste the air. Or oh, of course, lick a doorknob lick a, or whatever. Yes, do something. They probably but... shouldn't do. Don't lick doorknobs, people. That's gross. <laughs> but I uh, mean, she she took it to the extreme. Oh, with, she totally did. With you know, I think tasting a leaf at first and then eating soil. Yes. Um, and then and everyone's they, like, "What is happening?" Can I just say, when Perrin was very very small, he did just that. Um, and his reaction was nothing about alpaca farms. It was mostly running to me because he was tiny at the time. Yeah. With his mouth open going, ah, and crying. <laughs> we need to get that dirt out of your mouth, buddy. Yeah. Um, but I, I, want, I want to see a story about the Woolly Rebellion. Oh, yes. And I, and I love that when they come back to the TARDIS at the end, she's like, all right, no sheep. They must be off plotting somewhere. I'm yes. Like, that is brilliant. <laughs> Oh man! I want to see the story of the Woolly Rebellion. Ugh. Um, I loved the explanation of the mirror and what was happening uh, when she when she saw Yaz and Hannah. I thought that oh. was the, with the uh, what does she call it? The head, uh, bit the head of a, wonk, bit of a head wonk. Yes, and then and then um, you know Hannah's kind of confused and she's like, "I'm sorry, that was a lot to unload on you right now. I probably should have broken that to you more easily." <laughs> I'm so like, good. Aw, yeah. So good. Uh, I just, I love the authority she kind of commands. Yeah. In this episode, this is, this is kind of like what I feel like I've been waiting for. Yes. To see. Absolutely. Um, um, Ribbon's reaction. Oh, asks the clever questions. Your brain must be so delicious. And I'm like, ah, yeah. Gross. Um, And let's be honest. He is, he is ribbons of the seven stomachs. Yes. Um, 
I do want to say, I mean, speaking of ribbons, we get a little scene where they ask the doctor, you want us to follow this nutter into the dark? And she says, no, I want you to follow this nutter into the dark. Yes. And points to herself. Um, Loved it. Yes, absolutely loved it. Let's talk about ribbons. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I, I loved, and this is last thing I'll say in the doctor, the whole scene where she's reasoning out. Oh, uh, yes. The solid tract. Um, not only <clears throat> was the scene itself magnificent and the writing magnificent and her delivery magnificent, the music that plays in that scene. Yes. Just, just put the cherry on top. Just absolutely loved it. Oh my goodness. It was, it was reverse psychology at its best. Mm-hmm. You have to let me go. Oh no, no, no. You're thinking about that scene at the end. I'm talking about where she figures out. Oh yes. I'm what sorry. the mirror universe is. Yes. Both are good scenes. Both are great scenes. Oh yeah. Both of them. But I was picturing that one. Yes. I mean, coming into her own as of late. Yep. Definitely. Very good. Not, not to say that she, she hasn't always been great, but it's just feeling more and more and more like the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much, much more solidified. Yes, good stuff. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about um, ribbons. Yeah, let's talk about ribbons here. Yeah. Um, this this actor is so good. Yeah. Um, I loved the uh, madam with the bow. Mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing. Um, yeah, just uh, very good. I'm not. I'm. I don't actually don't know. The name of this actor. Did I say it earlier? You did. Kevin it Eldon. Is. Yeah, Kevin Eldon. Um, he was so good. And I don't, I don't really know what else he's been in, but... Um, uh, you know, I didn't think to look. Um, the na- which is funny, because the name actually does sound kind of familiar. Yes, it does. Um, um, you're going to look it up, aren't you? I am. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to stall for time. Hi, everyone. He was apparently in Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay. Who were you in Hot Fuzz? Tell me who you were. He apparently was also also did a voice in the Danger Mouse uh, cartoon, the new one. Oh, then I have definitely heard him because my kid has watched every single one of the episodes. Uh, he was Penfold. Shut up! <laughs> that's that's like that's like the number two character on that show. Oh wow! Yes, holy crap! Okay. Yes. Yeah, so wow. he, that is the vo- oh, he's the mole. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while. That's okay. Um, he was oh, on wild. Red Dwarf for an episode. Oh, really? What season of Red Dwarf? Four. He was four of twenty-seven. Uh, that doesn't was, tell me what season, but okay. Uh, two thousand sixteen. Okay, so very recent. I haven't gotten to the episode yet. I'm still yeah. catching up. Um, I mean, yeah, he's done all. He's done a lot of stuff. I'm trying to find okay. Hot Fuzz, but I'm I'm not seeing it. I don't know who That's... he played. The Hot Fuzz. He was Sergeant Tony Fisher in Hot Fuzz. Okay. I don't know who that is. Been a while since I've seen it. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> it's he plays the guy who has like the overbite or the underbite. Oh, oh yeah. And okay, okay, okay. Kind of a bit squirrely looking. That's funny. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good stuff. Very but nice. yes, uh, oh. Kevin Eldon is very. He is so good in this. Awesome. Just, yeah, I, I I know. And he, he, he's a character that, I mean, you could have created the anti-zone. You could have created all of this and not had him there. Yes, very true. You know, um, but 
he is and he's useful and he serves a purpose um and 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 it and it's great it's not it's not a wasted character by any means no absolutely not <clears throat> and i would say credit to both the writing and the acting for that oh absolutely yes 100% agree ribbons rip ribbons yeah man Whew. that that would be a really funny galley ribbon rip ribbons rip ribbons <laughs> All right. I'm, ha- I'm happy to say that I got the shipment notification oh, on perfect. my ribbons. Yeah. They're on their way down from Roseville. One of these days I will order my ribbons. Got to get on that, man. I know, I know. Actually, one of these days we should get that room transferred into your name. But Oh, yes. We should do that as well. Got to remember to do that. Um, let's talk about let's talk about Hannah here. And let's uh, let's first of all, the first thing we need to talk about is um, the obvious thing they could have done was um, spelled her name H-A-N-N-A-H instead mm-hmm. of H-A-N-N-E because if we're messing about with mirrors, what's Hannah backwards? Exactly. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that was just... F- Man, I, they should have just done it. That would have been... Well, so- now, I- now granted, this is like a Nordic or Norwegian spelling yes. of Hannah. Yes. Right. It's it's not the anglicized one that you were using. Yes. So it, it's staying truthful to the region. But I absolutely think that one, yes, spelling it in a palindromic way would have been fantastic. I also think that somewhere in this episode, having an aha take on me reference would have been terrific, too, because they were a Nordic band who did their one hit wonder music video with mirrors. Oh, <laughs> didn't get either. But how much do you want a backward Slayer shirt? I really do. I really want right? a backward Slayer shirt. I would. I would buy one for sure. I. I was like, as soon as we saw that the, I just started n- nudging Lauren and I said, "His shirt's backwards." Mm-hmm. She's like, "I know." <laughs> I'm like, do, "Look do at you it." Get, oh, I, well, we'll talk about Eric in a sec. I'll save that. I'll save. I'll save my question for. For, for when we talk about him let's okay. let's talk more about hannah um i mean i thought she was great mm-hmm. i thought she's uh, a very good actress I, um, I love that she was scared and headstrong all at the same time yes i mean that is where's my dad a... shove your head into a door give me that key yeah. I'm, go- I'm going into the unknown just the, like and she uh, clearly far smarter than most people give her credit for Yes, right. absolutely. And 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 sneaky enough to, you know, literally, you know, knock Ryan out and take the key <laughs> and be like, you know, don't tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah. And John lock her way. Yeah. Unlock her way. It, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for getting that into the anti zone. Um and, and and I love the fact that she recognizes, right? She knows Oh, right away. That's not her mom. Yeah. That's good stuff. You know, and and is bold enough to be like, Dad, you need help. Yes, that was also great. It's like, you're sick. Can we get you home, please? Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, uh, she was just so great. That is is seriously the strong kind of female character we need more often. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't really know if I have much to say. I did like her, um, her her kind of like protective gear she was wearing at first. Yes. Cause it's like, we don't know. We're just walking into this house. We don't know what we're going to get. 
it, it, it was interesting. It was very kind of like, very like impromptu apocalypse where, okay, here's sunglasses and I have a scarf wrapped around my mouth. And it, it it's, you know, I, I yeah. think as the audience, we get this moment of like, okay, is there something bigger going on? Yeah. You know, obviously at that point, we still think there's a monster in the woods. Yes. Um, so maybe she's trying to protect herself from it somehow, but, uh, but yeah, I love that look. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you want to talk about Eric here? Yeah. Yeah. I still wonder if his name and, and being around the, the fjords is a subtle Monty Python reference, but no one's come to confirm that just yet. Oh, hmm, maybe. Well, I mean, Eric Idle. Was a member of Monty Python. Yes. Dead parrot sketch. You know, he's talking about the, the this dead parrot pining for the fjords. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that was an intentional or not. If maybe if we're lucky enough to get Ed Heim at a at a convention, I will ask that. We will see. We will see. I mean, Eric is. Uh, I I put. Hey, Eric is real dumb, but man, also I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got to note, I totally get his motivations. I might not agree. Yeah. With what he does and yes. everything, but I totally get it. Yeah, I uh, 100% get it. Um, also, I mean, we talked about the reaction of him seeing the literal writing on the wall. Yes, exactly. Uh, just hit us over the you head know. with that one. Yeah, he, 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 I, I think he gets it. It's, it's, it's kind of crappy that he was putting his imaginary wife over his actual kid. Yes. Did you have a question to ask me about Eric? Yes, yes. Um, um, now, knowing um, what we do uh, about his character, right? He's, he's obviously he's a Slayer fan. He likes metal. Yes, yes. Um, and, and knowing what we know about the, the metal scene of, say, Norway and the other um, uh, Nordic countries up there. Yes. Um, and the fact that at the very end of the episode, he's, I mean, he's got a leather jacket, right? Yeah. He, I've, got, I've got the feeling this, this guy either does or at one time it played music do we have any speculation if he was in one of those black metal bands at one time <laughs> and john i know you like music and i know you like your metal so I, if there's anyone who i would trust an answer from it would be you i mean there's there's so many nordic metal bands and there are some really really weird ones i mean i think you and i both listened to last podcast on the left we've heard some of these crazy stories oh yes yes we have um <laughs> i mean what band would he be? I'd have to find like oh, a I don't know like a disband one to see. Um, but man, yeah, there's uh there's some good ones. I mean, In Flames is Swedish. I mean, we don't have to necessarily name a band, but <laughs> does does he come across as though he might have been? Oh yeah, absolutely. At one time, like in the er- like in the early. Uh, how old do you think Hannah is? Like sixteen, maybe. Um, I'd probably put her in the 14 to 16 range. That'd be my guess. All right. So he was in a band. I mean, you would think at least in the early to late nineties and then just kind of, uh, had to, had to leave after that. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder what band (laughs) maybe fin troll. I don't know. Maybe we'll tweet that out Tear, Maybe tear. I don't know. Yeah. Let us know what band you think he was in. Cause I, I can't. I can't think of one right now off the top of my head, but yeah. Oh man. Last podcast, man. There you go. Th- those episodes were insane. Oh, they really were. Did you I hear the follow-up? Um, they apparently, uh, I don't remember if they did or not. 
Um, what was that guy's name? Was it was it Dead or Death? Yeah, Peter Ohl. Yes. Um, apparently, uh, this this will get a little graphic here, folks. But um, so you you remember how he died, right? He he shot himself in in the head. Yeah. And they put his his uh, on a bootleg. Somebody put his uh, um, his the picture of his. Yeah, you remember that, right? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So apparently, um, someone I can't remember who it is. It's it someone I think from the band is claiming to be selling um, fragments of his skull. Oh, right! I think I heard that just last week on the podcast. Yes, yeah. Yes. How crazy yes. is that? Yeah, for something like thirty five hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, if, if if you've never heard last podcast on the left, and you want something that is um, maybe sometimes a little twisted, yeah, definitely dark humor. Oh, uh, we highly recommend them. Absolutely. And if if I get on that podcasting panel, I will be talking about them for sure. Nice, nice. I actually got in traffic behind a car that had one of their stickers on the back window today. Oh, cool. Yeah, That's like great. hey, That's good stuff. Um. Yeah. I mean, the mirror people, I mean, it, it was just kind of confusing to me, honestly, if we're, I mean, they, I mean, Grace was kind of Grace. We, we thought Grace, mirror Grace reacted the way regular Grace would, but it was kind of hard because, you know, it's not really her. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, um, reacted like her to a point. And then it's kind of yes. like, oh no, you are pushing the agenda of solid track plane. Yes. You know, um, but it, it again, for a good portion of the time that they're there, you know, they're doing such a great job that you and I are both. I mean, we're both kind of like, what exactly is going on? Because we can't figure this out yet. Yeah. Um, and that's always great. <clears throat> um, solid track. Let's talk about the solid track here. Yeah. Very, very cool. Quote unquote. Well, not really a villain. Just a thing that wants wants to pal around with people he he's the the solid track and of course i'm starting to give it gender let's yeah. let's let's not engender it it's it's it, it's a universe it's a consciousness it can be whatever it wants to yes be. um you know but it is it's 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 the sad kid in the corner who just wants to play with all the other kids uh, yeah it's being left out yeah uh i mean great just so good i really i really loved it as soon as that was revealed to us and and then when they go, well, why would it also? Oh, I, another. When is a mirror not a mirror? When it's a door, I thought that was. We actually, she didn't finish it, but I oh, think that's right. The, oh, yes, of course. I yeah. think that's the end of that. When is a mirror not a mirror? When it's a door. That's um, right. And I was like, that's cool. Uh, but anyway, like, back to this whole track. When it, it's a portal. When it's, it's a, portal. a portal, you know. But that's um, technically a portal. I mean, just such a good entity. Yes. That, I mean, really technically isn't trying to harm anyone. It's just kind of no. like sad and wants yeah. wants to hang out with people or something. Exactly. Um, I also love when uh, the doctor says, oh, you want this, this bumbling old Eric or do you want me? I've seen two billion million bajillion things. I don't know. Yeah, and she totally sells herself over Eric. Yeah, and then it's like, oh no, I have to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I loved Frog Grace, I, and I think that's the perfect name for Grace. Um, which is which is so weird. I don't, 
I really want to know if it was intentional that it didn't look like more naturally like a frog. It looked like an animatronic frog. Yes, it right? did. Like it wasn't it wasn't real enough. Like everything else was this great simulacrum of our universe, but here's this imperfect frog. Yes. Like the the mouth wasn't even matching the words perfectly. Yeah. I and think I, I'm, I'm so curious if yeah. that was intentional or it was like, well, it's a prop and we had some issues with it or, or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll, hopefully we'll find out one day. I would love to find out because I am very curious because this was an incredibly surreal scene. Yes. It's almost like it's something out of, um, former doctor who writer, Douglas Adams book. Um, I, I have heard more than one person make, some Douglas Adams Adamsian Adamsian sure Why not? Uh, comparisons with this story yeah absolutely because um, I know a lot of people like right off was like well why couldn't it have been like River or or someone you know that the doctor would recognize why a frog and somebody was like that's just a totally Douglas Adams thing to do yeah absolutely I don't like I'm almost at this point where I don't even want to see any anything. Like from past Doctor Who at this point, because you know it's just like I think it would ruin the story almost. I will save that speculation for the next time trailer. Yes, we will. We'll get there. I mean, we're pretty much there anyway. So almost, almost. Um, I mean, the reverse psychology on the frog was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was good stuff. And then we get our. I mean, our ending moments here are just. Man, so good. The the Ryan and Graham scene is just what we've been waiting for. Oh yeah, completely. And they did such a good job with it. Ugh. Um and I would also just just another scene between the two of them when Ryan walks up on Graham when Graham is looking in the mirror. Yes. And just scares him and then goes, "We'd know if we were vampires, right?" Loved that. Loved it. So good. Good so stuff. Good. And then, I mean, um, for me, I love all the, the I mean, they there weren't a lot, but I mean, just the Arctic Monkeys and the Slayer references. Yeah. What a mix yeah. that would be. Oh, God, right? I think I'll make um, that later. I, I was mostly, I was pretty okay with the, the Sonic usage. Yeah. I mean, I guess like one point I was like, why is she pointing it at him like it's a gun? But then it's like, oh, he's pretty simple. So he probably doesn't know what it is. Right. So, I right. mean, I'm fine with it in that. In that case, but he's smart enough to carry two knives. <laughs> yes. Well, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's for me that I think I think the threshold of sonic over usage, like I've said before, it, if it's used to do things that you could just do with your hands, yes, um, yeah, then it's then like, it's too much. Yeah. But she wasn't doing that. No, no, no. At most, it was undoing locks. Okay. Yes, which is I'm fine with that. Yeah, fine with that. I mean, and scanning a sheep to see where we were. Right. Which is right. Fine. It's not like she was scanning the dirt. She's tasting the dirt. Yes. <laughs> um, you want to have something interesting? I, I saw this on TARDIS Wiki, yeah, and I and I know that I think, you know, notes will continue to be updated uh, as, as the season plays out and as more information kind of uh-huh. comes out. But they've started listing the uh, filming order of the episodes. Oh, have they? You want to know something really interesting? Yes. According to TARDIS Wiki, yeah, this episode was filmed second. Really? And aired ninth. 
Wow. So the woman who fell to earth. And then they filmed this. Wow. I know, right? That's crazy. That so wow. Yeah, when you when you think about how like gelled the team is and how authoritative the doctor is and how like you know you're like, oh well we're nine stories in, this is locked down. This was filmed second. Yeah, that's crazy. Now that again, assuming Curtis Wiki is correct and all of that kind of stuff, which I don't really have reason to believe they're not, but just on the off chance, you know, it's yeah. possible. But you know, film second. Yeah, that is wow. Right? That is crazy. That is absolutely nuts. I know. I know. Interesting wow. stuff. Interesting yeah. stuff. So, so uh, I, do you do you have anything else? Um, you know, not you know, short of the behind the couch scale, not much. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what the rating on this is. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the story is great. The episode is great. But coming at it from the point of view of like, hmm, how is my somewhat big hearted and tender seven-year-old going to take it? Cause he's seven now. Um, yes. yeah, that's a nope. Yeah, that, absolutely. I mean, the message of a lonely universe is somewhat sweet and all, but the Nordic horror aspects are just a nope. He, he will see the tiniest moth <laughs> in the front yard or something and be like, Oh yeah, nope, man. I'm out of here. Forget this. Can't do that. No, no, this, this, this is a great episode and I, I will want my kids to see it someday. Cause it's, it's a very emotional, meaningful episode. Yes. Um, but the scary bits of it. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I would wake up to screams of can't sleep. Moths will eat me. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this episode was amazing. It's very good. But, um, next time. Yes. He took out all the things that the battle of uh, Ranscor. Uh, uh, oh boy, <laughs> of Colos. Yep, Ranscor of Colos. There you go. Starring all of our regulars, written by the Chibs and directed by the Childs. That's right. Oh, we can say that now. Yeah, why not? Um. So the next time on this, uh, I saw two different trailers, Taylor. Oh, really? I saw one where at the end the doctor says. I recognize that voice. Yes. This is what I wanted to talk about. So what do you think? Okay. So I think the way that they cut that trailer, and hopefully we're all smart enough to understand that, you know, trailers undergo a lot of editing. Like sometimes sound is lifted off scenes and placed in other places. So I, I, I think they were trying to imply that whoever screamed that scream is the voice that the doctor recognizes. And I think that is an absolute load of alpaca droppings. Yeah. Um, but they've got a nice gift shop. So um, <laughs> love it. Um, I don't know. I mean, let's be honest, they dropped the whole Timeless Child thing in episode two. We have not heard hide nor hair of it since. I mean, that's I feel like that's got to be it. That's that. That's what my gut says. Yeah. Um, but my also my gut also has dinner all in it. So it could be confused. Yes, it could. Right now. Um, that certainly is possible. Although it was a yummy dinner. Um, <laughs> I, the only the only other guess that i have off the top of my head is tim shaw Ooh, okay that would be cool you know we we get the stenza in episode one we get a mention and some influence of the stenza in episode two 
we and then nothing get more. Silas Child in episode two, and then nothing crickets. Yeah, for eight episodes. Yeah, um, you know, if if you're gonna set some stuff up and up in the beginning, um, I want to see it play out. And we've obviously been let down. Yeah, <laughs> in in terms of that, in other times, I don't want to be let down this season. Well, I, I want mean, to see one or the other or both. We will absolutely see. We will see what's going to happen, and hopefully, uh, man, hopefully they go out on a bang. Well, not too much of a bang because they have to go straight into the uh, the New Year's episode. Yes. So, well, all right. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> so uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter uh, at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and Spotify. That's a lot of S's with an I. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. And for SoundCloud, it's SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, N-O-T-L-G.spreadshirt.com. We don't have shirts with backwards writing on them, but we still have pretty cool shirts. Well, maybe we'll do that then. What, what if we just take the podcast, our, our podcastica logo and flip it? <laughs> flip it? All right. Well, I mean, it is doable. I, know, I, think, I think we should come up with something better than that. All right. Well, uh, let me let me, let me me put some thought to it. Okay, perfect. So head on over there to notlg.spreadshirt.com, uh, patreon.com slash notlg. Anything you can donate is great. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who donates to us. And speaking of donations... Uh, the Y-Axes have always been great to us, letting us use their fantastic music in every episode of Podcastica. I think every episode, except maybe episode one, two, and three. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we should support them. Twitter.com slash the Y-Axes, Facebook.com slash the Y-Axes, the Y-Axes.bandcamp.com, and they, like us, are also on Spotify. So join us again next week for the finale uh, of I'm not ready. Season eleven, the Raxacorcophalopatorians. Uh, the there you no, go. I think that's in a different season. Oh boy. Well, we'll the either way. Colos. <laughs> either way, we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. See ya. You know, don't tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah. And John lock her way. Yeah. Unlock her way. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you for getting that into the anti-zone.